Welcome to the President's Career Podcast. The PCP is a resource for the Center of Professional Pathways here at WNJ. So if you have any additional questions, feel free to schedule a meeting on Handshake or stop by the office sometime. Today I'm joined with three alum who've all went through the pre-health track here at WNJ and have gone on to, or are going on to, medical school. Let's start off with introductions. Sam, would you mind going first? Yep, yeah, I'm Sam. Um, graduated from WNJ in 2018. Uh, with a neuroscience major, minored in religious studies. And right now I'm attending the University of Rochester for medical school. Nice, and now Sam, what are you in med school for? Do you know what kind of doctor you want to be after? Um, still pretty open right now, but um, I think my t- I'm thinking right now orthopedic surgery. Nice. Mr. Daly, would you mind going next? Hi, I'm Hannah. I graduated in 2019 from WNJ. Um, I started a post-bac master's program right after graduation and finished with my master's in biotechnology at Hopkins in 2020. And so this whole year, I've just, it's been my gap year and I'm starting medical school at Penn State this July. Congrats. Wow, that sounds amazing. And Mr. Ferrer. So, hey, I'm Mike. Uh, I graduated in WNJ way back in 2011. So coming up on our 10 year anniversary here in about a week or so. And um, so I went to PCOM for med school after I went to WNJ, graduated there in 2015, um, went back to Washington, Pennsylvania, uh, where I did my residency in family medicine at the hospital there. And then in 2018, um, came out to New Mexico with the United States Air Force where I'm a practicing family physician here. And I, uh, I, lead, my, I lead my clinic um, of about 16 people in four docs and we take care of about uh, 5,000 people. Wow. Wow, it looks like all you guys, you know, really hit the ground running as soon as you graduated. Uh, that's amazing. But let's start the conversation off by talking about the things you did on campus during your time at WNJ. Were there any activities or extracurriculars you guys did that you think helped prepare you for med school or, you know, just get some exposure to the field you wanted to be in, Um, you know, clubs or uh, sports or just activities around campus you think really helped you, you know, find yourself and come into your own light? Uh, For me, I just think I always liked being involved and I think being involved is important. Um, Obviously, HEMA was on the wrestling team um, and captain senior year. I was a, a resident assistant. I was an RA for a couple of years. Um, but I think the most, probably the most beneficial thing for medical school and figuring out, um, you know, if you are actually into medicine was doing the health coaches. Um, and I know Hannah, you, you had helped with that pretty, um, pretty extensively. So you could, you could definitely speak more on that, but health coaches was, uh, a great opportunity to have have an actual patient experience every week. You're um, volunteering, but it also gives you credits for class. And you know you're you are in the hospital training for the first couple of weeks, so it's like really a it's a really great taste of um, what it's like to actually go into the medical field while you're still in uh, while you're still in undergrad. So that's something that I would recommend to everyone who's even slightly considering medicine. Plus you get to help people while you're doing it. 
Yeah, definitely. I can branch off that. That was awesome, Sam. I think WNJ in general is just a great place to be able to have a lot of different leadership experiences and experiences in pretty much any club that you want to be a part of. Um, not to mention, I think the academics there definitely helped me in grad school. I can't necessarily say for medical school yet since I have not started, but two of the notable experiences at WNJ were definitely the student health coach program. And that was an internship, like Sam said, where you get four credits for participating and you get assigned to a chronically ill patient at the start of the semester and visit them weekly to just help them keep track of their illness and providing them emotional support was a huge aspect too. So we definitely got to build some great relationships with our patients. And after I completed that internship, um, I myself and another student actually moved on to be the two coordinators of the program. So we kind of helped recruit the students and handled all the administrative aspects. So that I definitely would recommend. And Presidents Without Borders is also a great club to be a part of if you're interested in medicine. Um, I had the opportunity to go on three medical mission trips, two to Costa Rica and one to Peru during my time there. And that was definitely something that I could write about in my application. So I think WNJ in general is just a great place to get involved and there's plenty of opportunities if you're interested in medicine. I think uh, another thing I didn't mention, which is huge is the uh, Magellan program. Um, you know, they give you money to go do anything, essentially anything you want anywhere in the world. Um, you know, so that's like, just what a, what a great opportunity that is. I, even if it's not related to medicine, I'd recommend everyone do at least one Magellan. So it's interesting to hear you guys say that because it doesn't sound like much started. Um, to throw some history out there, Doctors Without Borders, uh, Presidents Without Borders, sorry, started my junior or senior year. So it was really cool to see that take off and Magellan started my sophomore year, I believe. So it, it's, it's cool to see where those have gone. Um, but yeah, I'd agree. I think the, I think the things that I talked about mostly in my med school applications were all of the non-academic stuff that I did. Um, I was an RA for three years. I was president of SAB student activities board for two years. I was the SGA treasurer for a year. And so it was interesting discussing all of those different, um, all of those different things and how they related. I did do a summer internship with the University of Pittsburgh the one year that um, in in actual bench research. So I was able to I was able to kind of compare and contrast that. But um, yeah, I say ninety five percent of the time in my interviews, from what I remember, was sitting down and talking about non non science non medicine stuff, which was really cool. And so my major was biochem and my minor was economics. I think I got all academic questions about economics and none about biochem, which was really cool. So just I, presenting as a well-rounded person seemed to really go over well with all the applications that I did. Um, I didn't have a super, super high GPA uh, when I applied. And so I, I thought that that was gonna be prohibitive, prohibitive and it, it really wasn't. So um, yeah, more of the same thing for what you guys are saying, but uh, uh, it definitely, definitely some out of the box non-science stuff seems to help show that you're a well-rounded person. 
Interesting. Uh, it's funny you guys mentioned the Magellan because in my three years here, it's been shut down for the most part, um, thanks to COVID. But I digress. Um, so you mentioned some of your summer experiences. Did you guys have any important research or internships or even just great experiences you did that helped prepare for medical school? So I, I originally, um, my first, my first research experience was actually working with the Watershed Alliance in Washington County. So very unrelated to medicine, but um, I was originally intending to be a bio major and it was an intern, a paid internship. Um, I can't say I think that helped me a lot for medical school, but it did definitely help with just um, experience. And, um, but I didn't have a real, a real clinical research experience until um, my, my gap years uh, working in, with a physician in Swickley. And we were um, Dr. David Provenzano, who he always works with uh, W&J students. He's great. But that was, um, I think that was much more, much more helpful. And also, um, you know, it's hard to, you can do a lot in one summer, but having taken, having taken the year out, I think was much, uh, much more beneficial for like, like you can do a bigger project in a year or two years than you can in one summer. And um, so I ended up with a couple um, of publications which are, it's just super, super helpful when applying to med school. And it's also um, great things to talk about in your interviews and, uh, you know, helpful and even deter helping to determine like, again, do you, do you actually enjoy medicine or do you enjoy research? Because not, not everyone who uh, wants to practice medicine enjoys research and, and vice versa, but some people really enjoy both. And I think it helped me realize that I was one of those people who liked both. Yeah, bouncing off of that, I think later on, I we definitely can talk to the benefits of taking a gap year because like Sam was saying, you definitely can get a lot more accomplished in one to two years opposed to a summer. But um, two summers while I was at WNJ, I did complete research internships at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. And I was in the same endocrinology lab both summers. Um, that did teach me I don't really enjoy bench work. <laughs> I would much prefer doing some type of other clinical um, research or clinical experience, but they were still great experiences nonetheless. It was something that you can talk about in your applications. You learn a lot of technical skills that are going to be beneficial in the future. And through that internship as well, I had opportunities to shadow at Children's and McGee Women's Hospital and just a few other UPMC hospitals in Pittsburgh. So taking advantage of your summers, doing different types of internships definitely can help you with your medical school application as well. Yeah, I'll third that. I did a research uh, summer at Children's as well. I think that was my junior year, summer between junior and senior year. And I, uh, I worked in the one neonatology lab and we did a lot of genetic research. Also found out that wasn't for me. So uh, hence why I'm a clinician now. Um, but it, uh, it, it was important. And I did get asked a lot of questions about why did you do that? And what did it show you? And so it was really, it was really interesting to be able to kind of put that out there that like, hey, I, I did that. And then the summer before I actually did a preceptorship with a WNJ alum who's, a, who's an internal medicine doc and be able to kind of compare and contrast both of them and 
um, that not only helped me decide like, hey, I want to be a clinician, um, but also was important because I was asked to distinguish between the two in my interviews, um, which, which it was good to have that experience for. Well, it sounds like you all had amazing experiences here during your summers. But for current students and um, you know younger classmen, do you have any recommendations or things they should look out for as far as finding out about these opportunities? Some professors are um, have more connections than others in the area you might be interested in. Uh, you definitely, I mean, if you have a, if you have um, a close relationship with someone, they might not know someone personally, but they can they can definitely point you in the right direction. That's one of the great things I love. One of the things I love most about WJ is just the close relationship I was um, able to develop. And I keep in touch with um, these professors uh, to this day and I expect to in the future because, you know, you just, you can build a good relationship. So whether they have the direct connections or not, I think that's a great place to start. You can also ask your peers, um, you know, if you see someone in your class who's doing something phenomenal, like you're like, oh, that's really, or like, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, Hey, how'd you um, ask them? Just like, hey, how'd you like get in touch with to do this? Or like, um, you know, you have do you have any advice? I mean, peers can be just as helpful, if not more, sometimes. So um, those are both great resources. I think that's a great place for me to put in a plug for Dr. DeBerry because she helps a lot of pre-medical students find internships at West Virginia University. Even on campus at WNJ, there's certain research projects that professors will ask for help with over the summers. So they're like through connections with your peers and professors, you can definitely manage to find something. And I know that particular research internship that I had at Children's Hospital, if you Google <laughs> Children's Hospital Summer Research Internship Program. That's something that they do every single year. And I've actually guided a few students at WNJ to apply to that. So, yeah. So I got my summer internship from Dr. DeBerry too. So it's good to know that that hasn't changed in what, 12 years, I think, since it's been. So that was, that, that's pretty awesome. Um, Outside of that, I think the connections to weigh on at WNJ were really cool. The, the, the internist that I shadowed was a WNJ alum who's actually a family friend, but then got me in contact with a few other WNJ alums who were also physicians. Um, and, and so the, the, the opportunity to network is, is just really, really good. Okay, now I'd like to shift the conversation a little bit. Start talking about the MCAT, you know, the big elephant in the room. Obviously, if you want to get into medical school, Want to try and do well in it. So can you talk a little bit about the resources you used and things you did to uh, succeed and you know just pace yourself for it? So for, for me, I didn't take the MCAT until after I graduated, which in my perspective is um, if you're if you're willing to take a gap year, which I recommend, um, it's definitely helpful for timing. One, you've completed all if not most of the classes that at least uh, cover MCAT material, like a lot of the you know normal um, science classes prereqs. Um, but also, you have you probably are going to have more of the time to study. Like in my case, 
I started studying like the week after finals my senior year. And I studied for a September test day. So I was studying eight hours a day, um, six days a week for uh, th about three months. And Monday, for the first month, I was doing like just all content review. Um, I bought the Kaplan books. I think I bought them off Amazon. They were like two, two to $300 um, areas that I felt good in. Like I um, always felt like pretty strong in psych. Uh, so I didn't spend as much time reviewing that, but like chemistry I, and biochem, like I had to spend a lot more time on just for the, for the review. And then um, for like the second, for the later two months, I was doing a lot more practice questions. I used um, a resource called UWorld and I used, um, I bought some extra practice exams. I think I did like exam crackers. Um, Kaplan has practice exams, but the best practice exams uh, I think are the AAMC ones, the um, who actually are the people who write the test. So they're supposed to be most reflective. And I was taking those exams every Saturday because my test date was on a Saturday. And I would take wake up and take them the same time I was going to be taking my test. So by the time it came down to test day, it was like, uh, it, was it was routine. And I was conditioned. You, part of the thing is like, you got to be conditioned to take a seven hour test, seven and a half hour test. Um, so it's, I mean, it's not fun. Yeah, seven and a half hours. Yeah, I see your face. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's like, you can't just like, um, you know, have never taken the test, uh, at least to practice and, and be ready for that. Cause you're, I mean, even that when you do prepare it, I was still, I was dead tired afterwards. Um, but I think that the biggest thing is the thing I think helped most, like where I saw in my practice test, like the biggest uh, jumps in my, in my scores was when I started doing practice problems, like just a ton of practice problems. I would supplement with Khan Academy videos too. Um, that that's a great website. I mean, I was on a budget here, so I, I didn't pay for a Kaplan course. You know, I think there's a lot of people you can do really well without having to spend a lot of money. Um, I think in total, I probably spend between the Kaplan books and practice exams, uh, about four or $500, um, which is not, is not cheap. Um, it's a, it's, it's a barrier for even getting into medical school that MCAP itself costs $300, but that's another topic. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's really what, I, that's how I studied. Fortunately, it worked, it worked out well for me. Yeah, one of the benefits of doing a post-bac program was that they did provide us with our MCAT resources. And so in retrospect, I, Definitely appreciate that, but with the course load of grad school plus studying for the MCAT, it definitely would be nice, like the summer after graduation, if you could just sit down and make that your full-time job, because it honestly is a beast of a test. I agree. I use the Kaplan books for content review, and like Sam said, I mean, you could have every Kaplan book memorized, but actually sitting down and focusing for that long and reasoning within the actual text of the test is difficult. And that just requires a lot of, a lot of practice questions. But I actually had access to the Kaplan course and I did not think it was extremely helpful. I tuned into a few of the actual um, classes and I thought that just reviewing and practicing on my own 
um, was a more effective strategy. But once again, everyone learns different. So it can just depend per student. But um, same thing, I used all of the AAMC resources and I used UWorld as well to um, do practice problems closer to my test date. Um, my situation was a little bit unique because I was supposed to take it last March and then the world shut down. So my March test was canceled. My April test was canceled. My May test was canceled. I kept psyching myself out. So I ended up taking it in July and my whole application cycle was delayed because of COVID, but Hopefully from here on out, everything will be settled and you can take it when you intend to take it. Yeah, well, shout, shout out to you because that having your test date pushed back would be painful having to keep all that information inside, so. Thank you. No, it was because I kept thinking like, oh, I'm going to take it next month. I'm going to take it next month. And at that point, I was home opposed to school. And of course, when I'm here, I'm being pulled in 18 different directions. So those last few months were rough, but I did, I did well enough that thank goodness I got in with one application cycle. So I think things have changed significantly since I took the MCAT because it was a long time ago. Um, I actually took it when I think it was the summer between uh, junior and senior year. Um, and I made it through that application cycle, but I think it's scored differently too. Cause when I took it, it was out of 45. So I'm pretty sure it's different now. Um, but it's interesting that all of the, so all of what has already been mentioned has, have been the techniques that I've used to study for like all three steps in med school, plus my family med boards, and so like doing the content plus the practice questions plus the setting yourself up to take questions for eight hours that type of stuff has all been super helpful and by the time around it was actually it was actually really easy because that's like the eighth test you have to take or something like that so um i totally agree with that stuff that's been that's been something that has helped a lot and then one other thing that i found helpful that i really didn't put into play until the last year of residency and it was because um, it was because of timing more than anything, but, uh, so when I was, uh, when I was a senior resident, you can't really take like three or four hours a day to study because you're working like 12 to 16. And so I would study like 20 to 30 minutes a day, every day. And I started in September and my test was in April. And so that 20 to 30 minutes a day, I would do practice questions or read a topic, something like that. But man, did it really add up over the time. And I, I ended up doing extremely well on my boards, which is, I'm not really a good test taker. So it, it definitely paid off. If I would have known that, I would have started a lot sooner, but it, uh, it was definitely helpful. First of all, a seven hour test is insane. I have a new respect for everyone who went through medicine. Um, wow. But moving on, choosing a medical school. Can you walk me through the process? Uh, I assume it's something like choosing you know, your undergrad college, but um, I bet it's a lot different as well. So can you talk about what mattered to you, um, how you chose and found the right program? You know, what really mattered to you? Was it price? Was it location? Was it, you know, the people teaching the program? Uh, how'd that work? Uh, so initially applying to med school, 
it's like a shotgun approach. That's what I did. You know, you, you shoot out however many applications you can afford pretty much, you know, like, I think I applied to 20, 22 schools, um, ish, like somewhere around that more than 20, uh, and hope that, you know, you get whoever's reading your application, uh, invites you for an interview. So, you know, um, you know, of course you want to, one thing is maybe you want to go to the best school possible, or you're worried about region. For me, I was, I was, uh, think considering both of those things, but also, you know, considering my statistics, like my MCAT, my GPA, what's also reasonable because it's not cheap to apply to medical school. Um, so I was fortunate to, to get a few interviews. And um, when I was at those, when I was at the interview days, one thing that stuck out to me is how the students acted, like current students acted around the people who were being interviewed. And um, one thing I really liked about Rochester where I'm at is I could just tell it was a great sense of community when I had uh, been there for my interview, when I showed up for my interview day, when I'm walking around the hospital, like I got like sweaty armpits cause I'm all nervous. This is my first interview. You know, I'm like, like, but, uh, but it's like also real, like, of course you're like, who wouldn't be nervous for, you know, probably the biggest interview of your life up to that point. Um, but everyone's like, People I don't people I don't know. I'm the only guy in a suit and tie there. Everyone's like, "Oh, like good luck." And that um, you know, people just saying nice comments to me throughout the day like stood out to me. But then, so I got accepted to a few places. I was very fortunate. But it also, I think the uh, one of the biggest aspects is okay. So I liked I liked every place, but um, fi finances are a huge aspect. If I can, if I can be in you know, cause I'm, I'm doing my school off loans. If I can be in a, a $200,000 of debt versus three or 400,000, well, that's going to make a big difference over time. So, um, I think, I think the biggest things I thought about, which are probably pretty common is location, um, you know, environment from what you can judge from a day, uh, and finance finances. Yeah, I agree. Once again, um, whenever you are applying and sending your primary application out to schools, you can essentially pick as many as you want and as many as you can afford. And I applied to, I think, 26 schools. So you definitely want to cast your net wide. And then after you send out your primaries, you get secondary applications back. And those are essays that are kind of personalized for every school. So whenever you're working on your secondaries, I thought that it was also important to look at if you think you would be a good fit at that institution. Like for DO schools, MD schools, there's everyone kind of has slightly different values and how much they care about research or if they're more community service oriented. And so schools that were a little bit more community service oriented um, kind of aligned more with the reasons why I wanted to go to medical school. And I think I could pour my heart out a little bit more in those secondaries. And then um, same thing, interview day, mine was virtual on Zoom, but with Penn State, you could just feel the vibes immediately. Like they all seemed very relaxed, very welcoming, same thing, like a great sense of community. And so you can definitely feel after that day where you're supposed to end up. But 
I am from Pittsburgh originally, and that is still about four hours away. I was pretty much willing to go anywhere, but it is nice that I'm staying in Pennsylvania, so I'm close to the family if necessary. Yeah, I, I don't really have too much to add. Um, the details of applying aren't as clear because it's been a little bit of time, but I do remember picking PCOM because that's just where I felt welcome. Um, I had interviews at PCOM, LECOM, um, and a, a couple of other places narrowed it down between the two osteopathic schools. And I just, I just felt very welcome and very at home at PCOM. They had a pretty competitive program with, um, with LECOM and also I, I think finances play a role, but finding somewhere that where you're going to be happy and you feel like you're comfortable learning and has good clinical opportunities is, is really the key, um, especially if you, you, you know for sure you want to do X, Y, or Z and um, the, the, the program that you're applying to has a residency in that, in that specialty, um, that, that could be helpful too or something to consider. But um, I don't know if I would weigh too much on that because what I wanted to do changed like 17 times. So I want to do ortho, then radiology, then interventional radiology, then internal medicine, then general surgery, then plastic surgery, then derm. And so finally, I was just like, well, family medicine does a little bit of everything. So let's just do that. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, I think, I, I, I think that the, the information given was, was definitely good. And I applied to, I think, 20 plus programs or 20 plus schools.